MMA, Muay Thai, Boxing, BJJ and Strength and Conditioning. This is the Fight City Gym Podcast with your host, Ross Adkin. If like just in Muay Thai, if there was a matchup tomorrow between yeah. between Balam and Morgate, <laughs> who wins? Welcome Leon to the first ever Fight City Gym podcast. How you doing? You good? Yeah. Thank you for uh, having me. That's all right. That's all right. You're you're in the gym every day anyway, so yeah. kind of always working hard in there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, first off. Can tell us a little bit about yourself and like starting from your life growing up and sort of how you got to this point, like right up to now, really, including everything. Yeah, I, yeah it was, it's been a long while. So, uh, yeah, earlier yeah, really, I started in sports, you know, my mum pushed me into uh, different sports as a kid swimming, yeah. athletics, uh, anything really, football, you know, just not for professional yeah. things like keeping fit with friends. Active as a kid, my brothers were always to swim together and do like gym. My brother actually got me into a uh, lifting weights, so kind of uh, got me when I was uh, in my teens. So he's got four years old, so he's he was already hench by the time uh, I started. But yeah, and obviously, about 40 kilos on you as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's got yeah, a bit and, and some height as well. So he's got yeah. a bit of genetics, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah. he can lift really overweight. But um, yeah, so, but you know, I just train with him on a you know, daily basis, sometimes twice a day from a young age. Um, I always had a passion for kind of martial arts uh, growing up. Um, you know, I used to love watching uh, like the martial art movies, you know. Drunken Master, Bruce Lee films, all of that, you know, as most most fighters do, to be honest. Yeah. It's kind of inspiring as a kid to see this happening on TV. Although now I'm older, obviously, some of it, you realise it's some of it's like cinematography. And not, yeah. Yeah. But it still, you know, inspires millions. Um, so, yeah, so I started off, uh, obviously, when I was younger, I wasn't actually uh, allowed to participate in the, in the violence as well. Because um, my mum was a you know, Christian woman and believed in you know, none of that. Um, so when I was old enough, I started some, some Kung Fu. Uh, Kung Fu, I did a little bit at first with some friends and then I moved on to doing Shining Kung Fu at the Shining Temple in uh, Tafna Park, uh, training with uh, like, I think 34th generation China in the 90s and set up a, a gym over there. Obviously, you know, people were there like uh, Will, Dom, um, some others as well. But yeah, you know, set a really good foundation to be honest. All of yeah. the training was hard, <laughs> intense, like, you know, basically, like, you know, yeah, traditional, very traditional, so a lot of forms. You know, I, I actually started, I wanted to, uh, funny story, actually, why I actually started, you know, things because I got uh, a mugged. I thought, you know, fuck, okay, this is not good. Yeah. And I had to defend myself. And uh, so I thought, okay, training weight starts is the one, the way to go. And I'm pretty sure many people have that same yeah, you kind of say it happens in your teens or something, and like, yeah, you get you get you get, get kind of something. Um, so yeah, so then I started going there, training hard, you know, like four or five years doing some, yeah, four or five years doing like forms, traditional, but I really wanted to, to kind of fight, and uh, so I left the traditional side a bit. I didn't really, you know, there's other people there who are like really skillful things like staffs and weapons and all the traditional forms but you know it took me quite a, a long while to get the just, which is another thing as well it took me quite a while I'm not sure why I was a bit un, uh, uncoordinated and stiff <laughs> but anyway I think that might be in the weights as well but yeah so started uh, Shaolin training and then years competed in that that and decided to didn't leave it but just kind of started to veer towards more tired seen it on you know on youtube and tv and decided to go to thailand um trained out there went by myself to train uh just you know saved up money yeah and just kind of really wanted to go there soak up the knowledge like a sponge and uh just you know come back and teach at the gym the 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 gym, you know and not like just trying to be like Fadi Mark, anything like this, just proper, authentic, 
good techniques, you know. And you obviously at the gym we have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is hundreds of years old. Um, we've got MMA and all the things we teach at the gym are, you know, high level. So obviously, yeah, more sure. to be. that's that. Um, and obviously, yeah, then, then we opened the gym, obviously, me, you, Manny, we had a hard graft <laughs> at the start. Yeah. Um, months and months, no, years of grafting before we even got open, I think. Obviously, me and you were setting up, trying to set up something, and then Manny came on board. We all kind of took off from there. But, um, and then when we opened the gym, obviously, you remember, it was just empty. There's dead. There's no no members. We had, like, how many members did we have in the first month? Private month? facility. Huh? It was like a private facility. Yeah, it was like that for it's months and months. Grand and grand bro. Well. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So what, um... Huh? Yeah, I was just, I'm just quickly going to just, since then, obviously, we opened up. We was grafting in the gym. Both, uh, all of us three, and then obviously I was fighting. I was fighting on um, side of fighting on Ringmaster Show with Lee, uh, down at the Warriors Gym, down in Kent sides. Then fought on shows like you know Motown Temporary, uh, Super Fight Series, and you know they're all good UK shows with promoters and you know the fighters that we have from the gym also fight on those shows which I came upon and me on set kind of the groundwork for like the reputation of the gym you know yeah. they know that when we uh, go to shows we're obviously respectful we have like honour we fight with integrity and we fight hard and with skills obviously as well so you know that there's uh, one photo of uh, I think it's you and Chiron yeah I think that Coco we you wrapping your yeah. hands yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah the series yeah she reminds me of uh, the the sort of early days of you yeah. fighting first shows yeah. and then it just sort of epitomizes that yeah. time. I don't yeah. know it keeps coming up in some of my feeds sometimes. So was it that show? Um one of the shows I remember it because it was I think it was the first one I had, um like the first professional one I had for you know, because my professional career started in the in the, the gym. Um but it was just where I had a corner man, a bottle of water and a small hanky. Like a, t- a little towel. <laughs> so you know, we kind of, yeah, we, we kind of we kind of went in at the deep end. It was it was quite nice, you know, because yeah. you know I didn't have a I didn't have a coach necessarily. You know, I just had I had friends that I just with, and a lot of my learning has come from just studying YouTube basically and watching literally watching other people in uh, in person. If I get that, so you know, nowadays generation of kids they're they're quite similar. I think because they're the YouTube generation, they can learn, teach themselves to dance. Do this kind of stuff on uh just for YouTube, you know. So I'm still yeah. doing it now, and everything I teach comes from, you know, either looking at Thailand training, Thailand fighting, Thailand, and UK as well, because obviously it's high level in the UK. You know, the UK is actually with talent, really. You know, you see it. Yeah. Just it's, it's crazy, but yeah. So that's it. So just yeah, just living the, the life now, fighting. So no one's fought for. A year and a half, um, but yeah, kind of going to build back up after COVID, and along with all the other gyms in London and UK, obviously promote fighting in a positive way to help the next generations. You know, because it did like when we first opened the gym, there was a bad stigma in, in kind of in the city, yeah. um, like about you know it being aggressive. You know, it's, it gives kids discipline. It gives you know, everyone knows the kind of work it's the younger generation. So that's what we're trying to do, you know? Yeah, I think when people meet fighters, mm. they realise they're nice people. Mm. They're not the people that are going around bullying people or beating people up. Or, <laughs> yeah, they're just the nice people, you know? People's pocket money. Yeah, and I think, like, the better... The standard, as the you got the levels, the people you mm. meet, the better mm. they are, that seems to be like the nicer the people they are. Yeah. But obviously, I think people get that image of, you know, especially from boxing on TV yeah. where, you know, they hype the fight before and they get in each other's faces and they're bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that attitude and stuff. Yeah. It carries that stigma, doesn't it? it gives people that yeah. impression. But yeah. All right. So that's good. So when did you, so when, like, did you get first? into Muay Thai specifically like what uh, Muay Thai was, was and is, so, is it Muay Thai or K1 that you 
Yeah, well, it's both. Well, I started off actually Muay Thai more. And then just the way the fights happened, I ended up fighting more K1, which was fine. And then obviously I ended up winning the uh, the championship, uh, the belt in that, in the WK Super Fight Series. But um, yeah, it was Muay Thai really. Um, and I started, I started martial arts at the Shaolin Temple when I was 21. And then I must have done that for about four or five years solid. And then I started to veer towards uh, Muay Thai. So I guess when I was 25, 26, like fully crossed over to Muay Thai. But Muay Thai, you know, all martial arts stand-up fighting is pretty similar, obviously with stance tweaks, uh, uh, attack, defense uh, things. But, you know, San Shao, which is the Shaolin fighting style, Sanda kickboxing, is basically kickboxing, but they have um, sweeps and uh, like hip throws from judo. Yeah. So that's what was my base coming from the Shining Temple. So then going back to Muay Thai, obviously the grappling stuff, the clinching was more uh, like natural because I was used to doing it anyway. And obviously at the gym, we do jiu-jitsu and I, I take part in that with Alan Pozo and uh, Sarah ZR team. Um, so yeah, so I was around 26, started Muay Thai and went out there and, oh man, <laughs> it was an experience to say the least because when you see it on the, vi the videos and, and back then, not a lot of people were going. So no one that I knew really had ever been um, to Thailand to train. So yeah. I didn't have any point of reference. I just knew that I seen it and I wanted to do it and it looked tough as hell. And all the people fighting were just like warriors. So I thought, okay, let's go there. So I went to first, uh, I was in Chiang Mai, up in the mountains, uh, north northern Thailand. Yeah. And it was like, my training camp was about, it was about two, two kilometers from where I was staying. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, it was like a villagey kind of Thai environment. It wasn't kind of too built up with shops and stuff. It was more like, people with stalls and family run uh like shops selling food and bits and bits bits and bobs on the roadside making money for their family and then obviously you have people in Thai camps training to make money for their family too so that's the kind of Thai, Thai culture you know they're very they, they don't have a lot humble yeah yeah humble as well but you know so as a Thai fighter you know, a lot of them they retire and they've got three four hundred fights and yeah. a lot of those oh, some just, crazy age as well don't they? yeah yeah exactly so yeah. and they've they're, Every fight is money back to their family, onto the next every week or two weeks from a young young age, like from yeah. probably you know six, seven, eight. Um, you know they they're really dedicated, and I wanted to kind of just to, to soak up even a little bit of what they have over there, and just try and uh, absorb it, you know, because you know as a as I said, I wasn't allowed to do it, so I really wanted to get get the most from my money and make it. Uh, yeah. Good, uh, good experience. But yeah, they're so tough out there. The kids, you know, they <laughs> they had their attitude is like to win, to not be defeated from when they're like five or six. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> when so you think about it, you know, when you compare it, it's like real dedication. And and then obviously you've got the spiritual side, but the Buddhist side of it, which is another thing that they you know respect and care about all life. And so you have got one side of it there. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, very spiritual. They're warriors. They're battling blood, sweat, and tears. And then on the other side, they're spiritual, peaceful people, looking after whatever and whoever they can. That um, goes back to that. Um, they're nice people, you know. They're fighting. Yeah. The yeah. Ring and yeah. Outside of it, you know, you know, they live good and. Good. Yeah. Um. So how many times have you been out there? And um, in total, not that many, to be honest, because you know, unfortunately, like I wasn't. You know, I've never been blessed with money, basically. So any money I've had in my life, I've literally spent it on training, whether it be training in Shaolin or training in gyms, memberships and really, you know, like whatever, classes, whatever. So I think six times. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, like only at like, you know, some, when you go there, like there's people that are out there and it's like, yeah, I'm there for like six months. And I'm like, what? How are you affording this? And I'm like, yeah. I'm there for two weeks, two weeks. And that's because that's the budget. Because when you get there, you start spending and then it becomes expensive. And, you know, if you're working over here, you can't just leave if you're living that kind of week to week, month to month. Yeah. Yeah, I think those people haven't, haven't got much of a life back here or career. Or, maybe, they, or maybe like parents are paying and stuff or they've got savings. Yeah. But that's fair enough, you know, good good, good luck to them. But, you know, if they do, that, that does happen. And hopefully they go over there with the same kind of drive to absorb it because it's a blessing, you know? Yeah, be able to go there. Yeah, have you been to the famous Tiger Muay Thai? 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been there, actually. I went there with Manny as well. Manny's our business partner. <laughs> we went, uh, we, yeah, we went up there. <laughs> you found it disappointing, did you? No, no, Tiger wasn't disappointing, no. Oh, okay. Tiger was, uh, Tiger was, uh, it was good fun. Um, but they've, yeah, they've, they've developed uh, massively over the last, I don't know, I guess, decade. Because I, I went there, I've been there twice, twice or three times, maybe three times. Um, first time I went there, it was smaller. They had like, it was small setup. Um, they had like beginners, intermediates, advanced, uh, like sections where they would uh, separate people into. And then they had like a good, like, 15 maybe trainers or so maybe less um but yeah the environment was nice obviously like it was they had it was probably the most developed in terms of they catered for the westerner so they brought a lot of tourism in uh, money people came um but yeah when i went there the first time yeah i had good good training out there it was you know it was uh i'd been to chiang mai before so it wasn't a complete shock but it was it was good because also there they had um some mma and stuff but doing MMA and jiu-jitsu in the heat in Thailand is, for me, is horrific. <laughs> it's, like, it's like just too much. But um, yeah, they got like now I know they've got a massive BJJ team. They've redeveloped. They've got like vast space. They've taken land, and they're doing like great, great things out there. You know, so I know I've referred a few people there because it's I know they'll cater well. And on the street where it's located, there's lots of westernized things so you can get your protein shakes your like macro meals or the or like the bar do all that and yeah. there's loads of like just it's pretty much like fitness orientated yeah making their money now well, yeah. now they're not because yeah. of COVID, but yeah. now they've been um, happy like, yeah but yeah they make the money that way yeah um, yeah so when you first sort of got into muay thai specifically how long did you take from that to actually having the first your first fight, how long was um, that period? This fight. Uh, well, uh, well, I don't know because I was fighting before, so I was fighting in Central. So okay. First, uh, first, okay, yeah, first. Oh yeah, first fight would have been in Kent then, um, at Ringmasters with uh on Lee Whittington show. Um, that was two thousand. When did we open? Two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. So yeah, so. It must have been just. I think I was at that show. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, but yeah, I stopped fighting for a little bit to be honest because I was fighting in Sunshine and I stopped for a few years. So yeah, I stopped fighting Sunshine and I went to Thailand to absorb knowledge, and then I came back. So it was about two or three years after that. Okay, like because I was like you know I was fighting, but I was I was you know amateurish. I was you know the defensive stuff wasn't there. I was there's a lot of work that had to be done, and because I didn't have a coach, I was kind of trying to fast track it. Because I knew I wanted what I kind of wanted to do, um, and I just like went to Thailand, and then then the gym opened, obviously, and then the opportunities came a little bit to uh, compete. Definitely. Yeah. So. Um. Well, so Sanchez was your first sort of contact, full contact fighting, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what mm. did you when you first went to your first fight when it was contact? Mm. What were you feeling like in the full contact with no, with no shin pads? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. What was I feeling? How did you feel about it? Like, was it tough mentally, like building up to it and then... Oh, yeah, it was intense, mad intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just... Uh, but I was focused because obviously I was training weights and uh, obviously I was training weights, but um, pretty in something because I was doing a lot of, like, strong man. And I went and started the Olympic stuff, but then I injured myself, so I stopped doing that because it was affecting the, the fight. But um, so I was quite competitive. And where I used to swim, I was competing in swimming for eight years. So I had like I was always competing from a young age. So I was like, in in terms of that, I wasn't. I didn't have an issue with like motivating myself because it was already built in by by my mum really. Because uh, just doing it, uh, just having that drive. But um, yeah, it was a lot of just the feeling of what's the feeling? I guess many people uh, feel it as well because you know obviously. I have, speak to fighters and train fighters and you kind of feel like you're never doing enough yeah the days are taken down okay i got to fit in all this stuff and then you might get a little a little niggle an injury you know okay gotta make it through this gotta keep training so there's a lot of like mental up not ups and downs but it's down obviously if, you, if it goes too much and you can't control it but yeah a mental challenge come 
more so than physical. Yeah. It's all about, you know, like you, but then obviously yeah. then the whole no shin pad thing. But obviously I had four no shin pads in Sanchao, but um, obviously it's different when you're going on a bigger stage and there's bigger crowd because Sanchao was in like sports stores with like just seats put up and, you know, it's still pushed back and stuff and just imagine yeah. putting But the yeah. going the crowd with music and like energy yeah. like that's that probably yeah. the biggest thing. But um, but saying that, and, you know, for, and, like the nightclubs, Coco's and um, what's the other one? Coco's. Um, but yeah. in, in Camden, Coco's was. But yeah, that was probably one of the most intense venues because it's like, it goes up and it's like quite really, yeah, it's uh, intimate. It's intimate. It's like hours over yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's adrenaline going and noise. So, I, you know, at the time it was nice. You know, I kind of fed up with it a little bit. I just knew I had a job to do, really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, like obviously people, there's a question that people always ask when you find a shin pads. I'm just going to say now because obviously people, if they listen to this, I might one. And I know many people have asked, you know, does it, oh, shin pads, does it hurt? Yeah, it hurts, but not at the time. <laughs> yeah. That's just a fact. Because at the time, you've got so much adrenaline going, you feel like clunks and bangs and you feel bone on bone. You know, if it happens, and then maybe later on in the round, you start to feel some swelling. And depending on your pain th threshold, then you can kind of just put it out of your mind. But then after the fight, obviously, like within like, yeah. like after fights, man, like the dressing rooms, you go upstairs and everyone's just laid out. It's like after 20 minutes after the fight, the, the swelling comes up, the, redness, the bruising, the pains, the throbbing. And then obviously everyone's got their ice in that. But yeah, it's a kind of it's a bat it's a battlefield of recovering warriors after fights up there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so is there anything like you'd wish you'd known when you started out that you sort of know now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> um Yeah, well, well actually no. Wish I'd known. Mm, nah, because I kind of you know, we, we you know, we've done it in a kind of unique way, what I did. Um, it's not you know, normally people have a coach and the coaches coaches them and says, Hey, this is what's gonna happen, this is where to go, this is what to do. Had that a little bit from Sanchel, but um like the, the actual coach in Sanchel was a is, you know, wasn't yeah. that close with him in that respect and his English wasn't that good. But um I see from one thing from them I knew just hard work and dedication. But um I wish I'd known how to you know just the individual things that's me personally because I kind of didn't care about getting hurt or pain um but more like things uh, uh run you know like uh, meetings like you go in obviously this is like the little run out you go in have your wins you win you might be waiting around you're starving you know, you need some food and water, thing like you might go to the wings, you're overweight, you're overweight, and obviously you've got to skip or something, get some sweating going. You know what we're fighting under, you might have some certain allowance 0 0.6, 0 0.2, whatever. Um, and then you kind of, if you weigh in, if you're if you see them, you get that little moment in front, then you do that. Get, get your tickets sorted, which is obviously very important because without ticket sales, there's no shows. Without shows, there's no promotion. Without, you know, that there's no fights. So it's all part of it. And then you eat. <laughs> yeah. drink water. Try, trying to do it slowly and in a sensible manner so you don't, like, mess up. And kind of feed it a little bit. And everyone has different methods. But it's just down to you personally. But water first and sip, sip. That, all that kind of thing. Then on fight day, you you have uh, you got going for medicals. Generally, med so let's say the show starts at six o'clock. Maybe your medicals at one o'clock or something. That, do your medicals. You get your blood pressure done. They check you up and what you know things and talk to you and make sure you're coherent yeah. and, that and not like drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure. I've been to fights where if someone hasn't been able to fight because something happened and they've been like, just a bit, I don't know, intoxicated. There's some crazy things that happen in fights. People who are not 100% dedicated, they'll turn up to fights 
and it's gonna happen. Like they've been at the night before, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's crazy." And then, so that's one crazy thing. And then, on the other hand, you've got people who, okay, but they do crazy things on the night before fight too. You know, like I've had one fighter. He was a really good, really good guy, but he just did one thing which was crazy, which I would never recommend to speak to anyone. He was nervous for his fight, so he couldn't sleep. So he wake up like at I think he said two a.m. and just he said need to stretch his legs, clear his mind, which is okay if you just go for a stroll, maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes max. I said, okay, so he's telling me this just before back to the medicals, by the way. And uh, he said, uh, where, "How far did you go?" He said, "Oh, so I just done a little, a little jump." I said, "Oh, how far?" He said, "Oh, five k." I was like, "What?" Eighty-five <laughs> <laughs> k. I said, <laughs> "I said that's ridiculous." I said, "How do you feel?" Okay, I said, "Okay." I just obviously at that point, what are you going to say? I can't do nothing. I said, "Okay, drink like get yeah. some glucose in your body. Make sure you keep the fuel of slow release carbs to, to replenish. Just kind of damage limitation at this point." Yeah. But anyway, let's let's just say this: yeah. had a really good first round. Uh, yeah. He sat back on the stool. As soon as he stood up at the stool, his legs went. He couldn't even. His legs literally went to jelly. He was doing really well, but um, just a lesson: obviously, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, he's still fighting now. No, 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 he's in the country, I think. But he had a couple, I think. Um, but yeah, he was, he was, he was a cool guy. After that unfortunate mistake. Figuera, Yeah. So what way are you fighting at now? An issue with years had a, like I used to fight heavier and just through like training had certain like my body wasn't too good for just like levels and stuff like this in my blood so I just lost, lost and just I still tried to fight you know I was competing and game but I went down to a weight which was too low and uh, too depleted so yeah, that's another advice to fight you know in the UFC you see a lot of weight cutting and depleting and craziness and it's, it's not you know I'm I'm quite quite experienced now, and that's one thing actually. I would if someone told me before not to like do weight, and to do them, that would have been handy because yeah, you can make a lot of mistakes, and you know it's, it's better to fight at a weight that's more comfortable. You know, like, in Thailand, in Thailand they don't cut crazy amounts of weight. Yeah, closer to their normal weight and just cut a little bit, two kilos, you know, whatever it is, but. Now I'm going back in weight and getting getting my body fit and strong again, just getting some nice training going. We have a good team at the gym, building up nice people, nice energy, nice work ethic. Obviously, we've had COVID. Um, it's, you know, I've been hit hard by it. Um, you, me, everyone at the gym. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to push forward now. Good training going. Take the knowledge, spread the knowledge as well. Obviously, at Fight City Gym, it's not just about fighting. I mean, we're doing classes and giving back to people who don't even want to fight. That's our main, main uh, thing we do as a gym. Yeah. It's a really small percentage of people that actually compete. And, and the technicals, which are high, high level, and that's it. That's what we try and try and do, you know. Cool. So you're walking around. Pretty so much. now I'm about um, eight. Probably going to go up and get back up to where I need to be. Cheap, really. Just I'm enjoying it. That's the main. And you know, when you're on, that's that's it. You know, you go through points, to ups and downs. Like I had fights, I've lost, I've injured myself. I've had man, the worst. The, like two was it two years ago? I had a broken rib, just in a fight, and then for like like a year and a half, like yeah, like I didn't really speak about it to anyone because just get on it, but. There was, you know, it, it kept popping in for a good three months, first of all, <laughs> which was bad yeah. enough. So I had to change my whole posture. And uh, and then I couldn't do the core exercises because I actually couldn't physically because, and I, yeah, that's what to do. So I was trying to fix it myself. And uh, just, just the lowest point, you know. 
honest. Like I really enjoyed the fight, but you know, mentally I was good, but my body at that point was getting a bit depleted. I wasn't uh, right in my nutrition at that point, so I needed to uh, just take a step back. We and that's as a fighter, that's what you should. And I've known a lot of people, right? And then something happens, let's say, bad fighting it happens. You see, you see, look, people get head caves, holes in people's heads. Like, you know, they try to come back. That particular guy didn't come back, but that's a bad example. <laughs> I mean, like, people get injured, but they fight through it and then overcome adversity, obstacles, and then come back. And that I think, you know, that's what I kind of try and pride myself on, just not just, and, you know, I've been in sports a long time and I've had injuries and see people, they have some hardship and they just stop and then they give up and they don't pursue it, they move into something else. And I think that's in any sport. Yeah, know, I guess. Stay in power, but like in any, in combat sports, that's an extreme, because yeah. that's yeah. the whole point of the sport and it's survival. It's like, if you can't deal with setbacks, you can't come back from that, then yeah. you're just not going to get anywhere in that sport, are you? You'll disappear. Yeah, it's really unforgiving. Um, yeah, okay. All right, so yeah. your um, your wife, Dee, obviously, she's yeah. coach at the uh, gym as well, and she actually fights, doesn't she? So. Just had some, have some... Uh, little Muay Thai super babies one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what everyone, everyone has babies now. It's trying to teach their kids to fight. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's good. I think it's good for yeah. kind of teaching kids to be, you know, back in the day we used to be warriors. <laughs> like kids yeah. used to grow up being tough. Yeah. But yeah, we've got uh, D's fighting and we've got yeah, a, a nice team, obviously. Yeah, we've got people who are fighting, but not only fighting, they're passionate about so he coaches, she does her classes to one. Um she's passionate about it. She wants to help people and spread the knowledge that she obviously improve her clients. And this is what it's about. Um and everyone uh working for us, we try and get the same, you know, level of commitment, you know. So, you know, she's obviously like everyone not been fighting and trying to everyone trying to juggle everything, training working and all this now coming back to start you know she's hoping to get back on into some action soon and uh yeah you know Tesha's you learn the training onto the uh, onto the map as it were um and yeah we've got other fights as well yeah, so we've got what's it like watching uh? what's it like watching a obviously you for me it's, it's uh it's, it's business and it's uh yeah. you know I, I really try and separate everything and I can really I'm really good with that, you know, when it comes to training, life I've been in it. So I don't really like to to anything else. I like to it clouds as the uh clouds uh, certain things. So it would be like more like a methodical, like a computer, uh, when yeah. you think. So when I'm in obviously I'm in there, I'm in the like I'm uh, I'm right right in the thick of it and at that moment I'm thinking uh, action. Apart from like little fighters, safety, making sure they they're doing what they need to do to win and protect themselves and uh, put in a good performance themselves and their their family. Um. So so yeah. But obviously, it's you know it's a, it's a definitely a unique experience. You know, you know yeah. it's more it's more probably more probably before and after is probably more more you know that like, because it's but when I'm actually there. It, walking literally like when I'm fighting, as soon as I walk into the uh, into the, t- towards the ring, it's, it's go time, you know. So there's no same with if I'm it's go time, so try and deal with that. And I think that's for the best because you don't want to have a like too much emotion in there, yeah. So when she's in there, she's D the fighter, but yes. maybe it's a little bit more like she's more, yeah, yeah, that's it. Right then, like, yeah, no fights. like I've, I've I've been in fights with fighters, you know, things have happened, bad things have happened. You feel it, it's not a case of it's when you have like a team and you spend so much time together with people, it's more like a family and it's dynamic. You care. Yeah. Maybe maybe everyone doesn't realise this, but you know, as a coach you should care, yeah. I think, because you're dealing with people's lives, because yeah. when they go in there, they might get hurt. So when you say stuff and you give them advice, you want them to listen. 
when you give advice, you're doing it for their their better, their best. So you want to help. So when things happen, it's bad. You actually care. So you, you know there's emotional side to it. You know, times where I've had people like get a bit uh, got knocked out, and you you know you, you take the knee, you you put your hands together, and you you you, you pray a little bit that they're going to be okay. Because you know at the end of the day, people aren't getting paid enough to be getting getting uh, hurt like this and everyone wants to to move on to another day and just keep doing their passion so it's, it is emotional on that side of it well definitely for me you know having help guide people and you know i love it you know i like helping people and i like when people use the the advice and the stuff because i don't really like to waste one thing about me is you know i don't like to tell people anything I don't fully believe myself and I don't know that works because it's it's too risky. So I don't want, I don't know the proven method, you know, whether it is in Thailand and America, people training, fighting, you see, okay, this is a good technique. And there's people in this country doing really good high level work. Uh, fighters doing podcast, not podcasts. Uh, Harrison, Liam Harrison, uh, Damien Trainer, people like this, they're really high level. And I watch them and I learn from them and I respect them, uh, you know, you know, yeah. and if I ever meet them, I'll tell them this. <laughs> you know? So I've met uh, once, but you probably won't remember it, but I was fighting on the same show uh, at uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix. He was fighting some Greek guy. Yeah. So it's like that, you know, like, and people like him, it's like me, I was growing up watching these fighters and I was like, then I started fighting and I fought, I fought, on, I fought on a show with uh, John Wayne Park. Kyron's another guy who's really big and important in the upcoming building up of uh, the gym, you know, so I'll talk about him in a sec. Okay, <laughs> I have to say about Kyron. Um, yeah, we'll get but... him on. He's been around for such a while now. Yeah, yeah, Kyron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Part of it. And he's he's got... he's, uh, old school. Old school OG. Kyron Osborne. K.O.K. Hit him up on Instagram. He's living, living, living it big. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, like John Wayne Parr. Um, he's done a seminar at the gym. Um uh, before and it was a really a big honor for to have him here. Oh, you know, yes. game, you know, if you know him, you know him. You should if you do entire learning. Um, his t-shirts, t-shirt, his shorts, and his uh, his words are. I'm gonna be fought on a Muay Thai Grand Prix once, and it was, man, for it, that must have been a really hard weekend for him. And this this just shows you actually because me and Kyron were fighting on the, that show, and he was an event. And the the card was packed. We were just so blessed to be on the card. It was like, oh my god, uh, Philip Philip Chu from uh, Moetro Grand Prix was he, he was on it, and we was like really appreciative of. That. And then we fought, but we went to Wayne's the day before. Roman Par, he was like, oh, he was he had a look like he had a bad. It was just uh, really like gaunt and skinny, and uh, and obviously then he done his Wayne, then he done his interview, then he went back and he hydrated the next. And then, but he didn't. This was time. He didn't end up fighting until because the show was so packed. And you know, in in fights, you you expect knockouts. <laughs> on this particular yeah. fight show, there wasn't that many. There was like going a distance, so the show went on for a long time. <laughs> and uh, he ended up fighting. It was like quarter to one a.m. Wow. In the morning, so that's when it started. And obviously, he's got a five round fight. <laughs> So he didn't finish till like and he went the four rounds as well. So he didn't finish till like one thirty or something like this. I felt for him, man. He was like, but that's like you know, John Wayne, multiple time world champion, top of the top of the game, been there, done it. Yeah, he still was in that position. His bad, bad circumstances, and he's got on with it. Didn't, it? and it was just a general legend that is. Yes, yeah, so and if you want, if you want to keep going, then you have to just think like this. Yeah. Yeah, it just shows how demanding it is, even for the, even mm. if you get to a level. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk a bit about sort of Fight City and um, like what we can offer to people. So, yeah. Um, like people maybe are listening, they haven't done Muay Thai before or anything like that, and they but they're interested. And so, what like what do we mainly offer? Have we got Muay Thai? Is it more K one? We got. You know, is there both? And so, no, yeah, so we teach, yes, yeah, so we've got both is the short answer. <laughs> yeah. So basically, obviously, you have Muay Thai, you know, is is a sport, and then you've got K1. They're both sports, and they're both really good at teaching, you know, just a standalone. But, 
you know, they're both, you know, you can merge them together because then you can have a, a hybrid of, of the best of kind of both. And that's kind of a philosophy, you know, you know, there's doing, doing Muay Thai that we implement, we use, and then, you know, and things, actually some things, there's two things you can't really do, like K1 and Muay Thai just, just spinning back fist and uh, there's no elbows in that's what differs um obviously the elbows only come to playing a class k1 uh, sorry a class tie and in k1 your full set of rules is obviously everything goes just no elbows just needs the head spinning back fist flying whatever you want um but you know k1 is seen as uh you know starting off more intense in some people's like views you know, it's like literally, and also, you know, every strike is scored, even if it's a heavy strike, no matter what it is, it's scored. And it's about aggression and forward pressure and work rate. Um, Tire can start off a bit slower sometimes, but working the technique, you know, looking, it's, it's, you know, it can be, people say it looks a bit more beautiful. And, you know, this is probably true because it does, you know, and the, the finesse, the, the subtleties of Muay Thai is very uh, unique to that discipline. It's like... You know, if you really study it, and like I've been studying it more and more and more, obviously over the years, you know, I'm actually more geared towards that now because, uh, you know, there's the, the the facet of it, the the different techniques and the clinching, the, the elbows and the uh, sweeps and stuff is more. There's more to it. You can expand the knowledge more. In so I'm just keeping on the ever growing path of discovering knowledge. You know, um, but we teach a hybrid, as I'm saying, and you know, it's for everyone. You learn how to defend yourself properly. You know, like there's martial arts out there that you stand in a certain stance, like on the side with your hands in a weird position. Um, that's not meant as disrespectful. Just you know, it's not weird as in boxing hands up. Um, and then, but is it the most efficient way to defend yourself? Probably, probably not. So, you know, it's proven. K1 Muay Thai. They stand more straight, more square. They have both hands up. As a as a as a base, you know, even boxing, you know, you stand the whole stance, two hands up, the basic fighting stance that everyone learns learns as a kid, you know, is the best the best thing. So then you have things like uh, checking kicks, catching kicks, stuff like this that you can uh, make it more physical. So all the members are learning stuff, which is you know, 10, 10 15 years ago, you would, no one in London, no one in the UK, not many would be learning this kind of warrior warrior training, you know. Yeah. And you see, yeah, you see it kind of drifting into the the, stu the boutique studios as well. You know, we were talking about it about yeah. how this, when we started Fight City, there was none. Um, I don't know if there was one, but there was probably like a small chain. But now there's all these different boutique studios doing Muay Thai and fight orientated classes. You know, you know, trying to because they're obviously realizing one is people want to do it, and two, it it uh, it maybe can help people. In this that was way. money to be made. That's yeah, money to be made as well. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but yeah, way at Fight City, yeah, there's money to be made in terms of that. But it's more from the authenticness. You know, we have people competing. We have people, people's lives get changed. You know, you've seen it. People people have families yeah. in the gym. You know, there's people like training like Hesham. Hesham been competing. He came in, uh, hadn't trained much, just came in to start doing Muay Thai and K1. Had a few stand-up fights. Then he went to jiu-jitsu, went from a white belt to a brown belt, you know, in the space of whatever years, working hard. He's got a family now, two kids, working, working, working. Yeah, he's like just everyone is developed and you have just people growing. So, it's, you know, you have people who helps you at Balam. We have people at Balam, families training, and they're really benefiting from the fitness side of it, uh, the mental mental side of it where they're getting the release and also improving themselves and you know if you just speak to people this they will they will tell you know and it, it speaks to itself just the, the atmosphere and the energy that everyone all the coaches all the staff at fight city um we you know we all have the same ethos you know yeah so how, how could someone get started if they were interested and what would you the like street. To say to them off the street no, well, yeah, if they weren't a member, if they were a member, maybe they're doing, maybe they're just doing weights in the gym, and yeah, I don't think, oh, that looks good, but actually, um, not a fighter, and yeah. you know, a little bit hesitant, yeah, or, or they didn't know where to start, like they don't know, okay, I, I've never fought before, like what, but I like the look of Muay Thai, yeah, what can I just go to a class? 
you know, am I going to be yeah. like? See, that's that's the same thing. Okay, that's a good, that's a really good question. Yeah, actually. So, the way you said it, yeah. Well, how do I? How do you? Uh, like, what do I do? Do I go to a class? Yeah, like when you know we spoke about this before as well. Like when you go to some gyms and old school as well, like old school fighting gyms or you know some boxing gyms, you can there can be like a atmosphere, uh, like a, some you know egos. You can kind of egos is the word we'll use because it's, it's true. Um, but one thing, obviously, you know. And I know we've we've had in our mission statement, as it were, from the start of Fight City is we don't want that. So the answer is they can just walk into the gym and just do a class and just talk to a coach straight up. Don't have to like feel like they're talking to a person who's a god. Yeah, you're talking to another human being who is, yes, they're trained, but you don't have to talk to them like they're and they shouldn't be talking to you like they're above you, because that's not what happens at Fight City Gym. Because yeah. we, we respect each you know each other, so anyone off the street can come on. They'll be welcomed as a as a as a person who just wants to learn. And if they're humble and they want to work hard with no attitude, then they'll get the help. And it's been proven so many times. You know, if they come in with the attitude, then it's not the case, unfortunately. Because you know you still try and help, and then you see if they get better, and then you give them guidance. And then some you know some people it goes to their head, they start acting away, like it's, they're too big for their boots. And you just have to take take it with a pinch of salt. And then you get other people who just stay right really quiet and then they get on with it. And then like you see them in six months and they're like they've up to up to like two or three levels and you're like, whoa, what's happened there? So it's like these are the kind of people that we want and that you'll be surrounded by if you walk into a fight city gym and just say, Hey, I want to learn Muay Thai or BJJ or MMA. Yeah. Definitely. And um just say like you don't have to fight if you have no. glasses, you can use it for yeah. You, you know, if you yeah, want. this is what I always say. I say to people, they say, oh, I said, this is, I said, I will try and teach you to the best of my knowledge to teach you how to, to fight and protect yourself and your family if you're ever random and need your help. But you don't have to fight. It's not about that. Yeah. We have people, there's enough people that want to fight that will just come and say, I want to fight. You don't have to like uh, pressure people into fighting. Yeah, for sure. All right. So getting towards the end of this now, just the sort of toughest questions at the end here. Oh, no. so, uh, if like just in Muay Thai, if there was a matchup tomorrow between yeah. between Balam and Morgate, <laughs> who wins? Balam and Morgate, what do you mean? So say you created a team. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's the best question ever. My God, okay, I'm thinking about it now. Well, no, that's not fair. Also, because Morgate, where this is where the fighting is is based. We've had like nine years of of history. Balam's only been open for two years. However, saying that, we've got some good guys coming at Bellum. Just started like developing like the fight team over there. I'm um, just doing it quietly behind the scenes, just trying to get people who kind of you have to like find people who are built for it without the ego and just they're humble, but they wanna and and maybe they don't even know they could do well, but you have to kind of find it and then push it, push them out of them a little bit. Um but in Balam there's that, a lot of people like that. And in Morgate, there's obviously people who are actually fighters who have had histories of fights you know coming over from different countries and stuff and so you know in terms of a straight out brawl at the moment so I'm gonna, I'm gonna set out the challenge if it was like a Royal Rumble style WWE what's the word there Ross uh how do, what do they call it what are they called now it was, it was uh you know, when, when all, all of them fight at once with the chairs and everything and yeah, Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Oh, that's it Royal Rumble yeah Fight City through FC Ballon Royal Rumble you know it's gonna have to tip to Morgate, obviously, because this is where the fight team's based. But I'm setting the challenge out to uh to Bellum because they've yeah, you've got to uh, you've got to up your game then, everyone. Yeah. And uh, let's 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 challenge it. But saying that, we're all on the same team, so you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the luck right. huh? question. Was that was that a good um what do you call it, political res- response? Sir? Yeah, that was yeah, that was uh... <laughs> like an MP. Well, about this one, out of the founders. So the founder. me. Say that again. Out between the founders, me. Yeah. Who wins, Muay Thai or K1? Same setup. It's a uh, Royal Rumble. It's the three of us. Yeah. See now, there's a little bit more room in there. And the <laughs> movement comes into play a little bit. Oh yeah, For using that footwork, the ring space. I don't fight, but I know I've got a good reach. Oh, you've got a good punch. I remember you, you had a harder uh, straight right than me. I don't think I forgot that, Russ. Yeah. When we done that test with the UFC yeah, came well, down. La- you got to land it, though. That's the problem. 
Yeah, 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 but all you need is a punch's chance. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. If if you and Manny team up, you could team up and. Uh, yeah. So I was gonna say. Yeah, he's gonna team up. He would have to team up on you first. You know, Manny, Manny can, Manny can take some shots. So, because uh, obviously he had a he had a couple of fights. People, maybe people don't know. I just put it out there, guys. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, Manny had a couple of fights, and Russ, 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 Russ can fight too. Don't worry about that. So. Okay. Manny, <laughs> if you're, if you're ever in doubt, don't be fooled. <laughs> And land a sucker punch. Yeah, land a good straight right hand. Manny, Manny can uh, kick punch. You know, he's been at Thailand. He had a couple of fights here. He had a war in the UK, actually. You know, big yeah. respect. You know, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of fighters have had fights, have less experience, had less fights, and uh, like quit and stuff. He took a lot of uh, damage and just kept going. And uh, you know, it just shows. You know, all of us we have a. Uh, drive obviously because we wouldn't have been able to do this business for so long because at some points you get some <laughs> some like a lot of stress yeah. um, sure. and you know both from the gym and like financial you know everyone thinks it's a it's a it's a role in the park like everyone actually everyone thought from maybe in you know or for about two weeks after the open everyone yeah like, oh yeah you're, you're rolling it you're living the dream you're buying a ferrari it's like what are you talking about mate it's like yeah. i've got big debts like we all took out massive loans took us years and years to pay it back you know, yeah. this is, and you know, it was only recently I finished paying, and uh, it's hard work. You know, it's like if anyone ever wants to achieve anything, just you expect like none of us knew how hard it would be. Actually, I don't think. Would yeah, you agree? With that's me? better as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like yeah, everything that hard it would be. Um, but yeah, you just got to keep persevering because there's times where you're like, oh man, things are going bad, and then you, you turn the corner, and then it's all right. But yeah, we're still on the up. Um, but yeah. Us three, we'll have to like, yeah, I don't know. Be interesting. That yeah, way. it'll be interesting. There'll be blood, sweat, and tears as always. <laughs> That'd be a good show. Morgate versus Balam on the undercard, and then yeah. Founders, the main event. <laughs> main event. Who's gonna bloody uh, yeah? Who's gonna sort out the uh, the event? We've all we're all injured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on the on the subject of events, is there any Muay Thai shows coming up? We got any fighters on? Oh yes, yes, yes. Our own on. Good question. Yeah, so we've got um, yeah, we need to get our own. We done obviously we done one war show, which was, you know, it was a good good show. We had some good fights, some boxing and some K one. It was tough because we had some. It was hard to match up um because there was a lot of other shows on. We were already like established and stuff, which is fair enough. They had the fighters and you know we're just trying to trying to do a little thing. But we have obviously white collar. We're we're established and we've had I don't know how many shows so far we've done. White collar, we've lost count, but we've done quite a lot now. Yeah, but we've done here. White collar shows, we've got one. Huh? More than ten for for sure. Yeah, and we've got one coming up at the um. Well, when we when we can at the Camden Irish Centre, right? Yeah. Um. Pardon? Sorry. Yeah, November, isn't it? Yeah, November. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've confirmed because we had a we was we was meant to do one at the start of um lockdown but obviously lockdown happened and we couldn't and then we got we'll try and do another second war show you know it should be better now because we've got more established people training and just just got more buzz and i think everyone's going to be a bit more ready to get back doing something at least white collar and uh k1 but that'll be more like an amateur show we have um you know, we have to build it up. We can't just jump in and start doing like, say, oh, we're doing like B class, A class fights because it's not, it's not the way it should be done. You know, you have to follow. Yeah. You know, the other shows are built up, and it's not. It's all about uh, respect and this and that. And you, uh, you just got, you just got to build up. Um, and then, yeah, fighters uh, in this gym. We've got people coming back. People who've been out of action. Uh, so there's two shows coming up. We've got fighters on. Um, we've got uh, super fight series. On the third uh, of July, yeah, which is coming up, uh, we've got two fighters on there. We've got Said, Said fighting the Lion, as is 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 also known as, um, and we've also got Saber, who's just changed his name, and I'm gonna put it out here live because I told him I would to just let people know about it because it's, it's a good one. It's Saber, the Pink Panther. Yeah. Yep. So just just out there now. So because if you know Saber, he has multicolored hair and he's had it pink for a while. He's had it pink for a while. So um, they're fighting. Um, say, say uh, sides obviously experienced. He's been fighting professional for 
a while. Uh, uh, Sabres, he's fighting under the, the new rule set, which Super Fight Series has, which is um, a new uh, new future star, new era or new future stars. But um, it's basically you're fighting, you're still kind of amateur, but you're fighting professional in terms of there's no shin pads. And uh, maybe you're allowed to need to head or something like this. But um, either way, it's all good because, you know, as a fighter, you shouldn't just train to not get in the head like expect expect from as soon as you start to someone to try and knee you in the head because yeah. that's gonna protect you like, yeah don't like just think oh they can't do it so i'm not going to learn it yeah. um and then uh so he's fighting on that that'd be good he's been training hard you know over lockdown he's been putting in works by himself mainly and just working 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 and this is what you want to see just people putting in work by themselves because you know we have we have coaches but you know, there's only so much I can do, you know, the fighters have to help themselves. They can work together. We do some training together. Uh, we do, you know, what we can in the way we can with the setup we have because obviously we have a lot of members as well around and also people have jobs, you know, people are working. So we have Saeed as well fighting and he's coming off uh, his last fight. He got an injury to his hamstring, um, which wasn't great. So we uh, he's healing that up. He's, he's been training hard, fine-tuning some technique, motivated he's hungry as you say but you know they've both got something to prove which everyone has i think you know um and then we've got on the 13th of july um uh Muay Thai grand prix as well we've got a matchup with uh uh silvano who's uh experienced fighting in k1 he's from uh italy he had some pro k1 fights out there um he's got good Good prospect. He's he's come on board. Just comes in, gets on with it. Just works hard. Doesn't complain about anything. Just doesn't ask nothing. Doesn't complain. Just works. And that's you know also good good traits as for fighters. You know so um, he's he's up with a with a guy on um K1 fight on a Grand Prix. So that'd be good. That Grand Prix is at the uh, the in the go, which is going to be nice. Um, so hopefully, but you know, he hasn't fought in a while, but you know, he's excited. You know, he's, he's you know, as as in terms of fighters, it's not about you shouldn't be. Everyone's worried. Oh, you know, oh, or you just you know, it's you yeah. know, fight. So you know, and K1 and MMA, there's a lot of guys who can go uh, O uh, with the O. It's, it's, you can just keep unbeaten undefeated record, especially if like you've got something good, like really good takedown or one good takedown or jujitsu. You can just keep playing the same. But in stand up, there's a lot of variables and things happen. So you might just you might end up losing a decision or something like this, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, it's all about going out there and uh, obviously going out there for war and going to work and putting yourself on the line. But you just go and you know you need to enjoy what you do. Because if you don't enjoy yeah. it, then it's 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 not obviously what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, obviously, those tickets aren't on sale yet, but uh, yeah, they're coming in soon. So there'll be okay. uh, reception. They come in and get some posters put up for whatever fights can get posters for. Because yeah, starting off slow obviously because all the shows been out of action and it's going to be hard. I think even the shows they're going to be limited uh, capacity, so we'll have yeah. to just get. We will try and get some the members at Fight City. You know, obviously everyone's learning. You know, everyone's coaching, everyone's fighting, and everyone's everyone's in the gym. And you know, when you speak to fight and stuff, they'll they'll easily give you tips and help you out. You know, no matter who you are. So when it comes time for people to fight, let's uh, do what you know what we should do and support and put in some support for the hard and yeah. which ultimately goes back to to. The members, you know, so yeah, it's good for sure. And uh, with a white collar as well, if you're interested, just come and ask us. I get started, and we'll, you know, you get taught if you haven't ever fought before, you get taught basics, even. But you know, it's the levels vary, so just it's, it depends. Just you know, if you want to do it, you want to do it, and just come in and we'll train you up. If you haven't trained before, if you have, then you just come along and still build, get built up from the experience and then fight on the day. Yeah, it's always good. All right, Leon. Um, so we'll wrap it up now. But um, all right. So obviously we've got our Fight City Gym social media channels. So on Instagram's at Fight City Gym, Facebook's at Fight City Gym, and Twitter at Fight City Gym
Do you want to give it a plug? Yeah, a plug. Hey, first time doing this. Never done yeah. a plug now. <laughs> I'm speaking. Uh, what's my plug now? Oh yeah, Instagram. Well, it's pretty simple. Just at Instagram, it's uh, at Coach Leon Jason. That's it. That's all. You know, that's that's it really. Just Obviously, you train people. Apart from doing the classes, you train people so they can. Yeah, 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 so I train, yeah, yeah, I train like uh, obviously one to one. So if you want to do some, just some, even if you just don't want to do like a session just to improve some technique, get some little hints and tips. It doesn't have to be like a whole block of sessions, you know, because I'm not about that. You know, obviously I have clients who are with me for a long time, but I'm all about giving people what they need at the time. Then you can just go and use it and work on it. And then, so yeah, just hook me up for one to one. Or just yeah, follow me, follow support and support the gym and the fighters and keep training hard yourself and just yeah. Cool. Good. All right, John. Thanks a lot. Right. We'll probably definitely have you back because <laughs> yeah. more to talk about. But, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about something after like we have a show or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be a good one after. Yeah. So like a white collar. Remember the last white collar where the guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should say it. The guy's uh, mouthpiece blew out. Me there, got a nice picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I'll uh, see you later and uh, take care of yourself. You too, mate. See you. Right. See ya. Bye.